This is the Andre Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andre Segovia Show. I am your host, Andre Segovia. Today, I get to talk about an issue that I haven't talked about in a, I would say, give 10 months, uh, give or take, because last I talked about Parler was when it died again. And here I am talking about Parler because they're coming back. Uh, so is there time to charm? I have questions. So did you, for those of you in the community that have that are aware of this. And for that, I invited Elise from over at Parlor on to talk about this very subject. So let me bring my guest on. Elise, thank you so much for coming on the, the program. Uh, thank you for having me. For those who may or may not know you, please let us know who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Elise Parati. I'm the Parlor CMO. I was the former Parlor CMO when they first launched. So I was kind of at the inception of Parler during the surge, during uh, unloading all kinds of users and some of the really exciting times. I didn't get to see it through when I wasn't there um, when they were taken offline, but I've worked with a couple of companies since. And one of the things that I've been a huge advocate for is knowing that we need alternatives in this space. And I've continued to work with groups and companies. I currently am working with PDS partners that helped us bring back Parler, revamp it, and is the support system behind it. Excellent. Okay. And that actually addresses one of the questions that were on this list here. I do have some user questions. So if, if those of you that sent me your questions, you might uh, hear it answered on the air. So stay tuned for that. Well, uh, I got to ask though, Parler, what's going to be different this time than say Parler version 2.0? Well, what's different this time is learning from the history, right? Um, Parler was taken offline by Amazon. Um, and the app itself had been designed to only be synonymous with Amazon servers. So one of the things that sets us ahead is that um, we were acquired by a cloud company. Um, their mission is to decentralize uh, cloud, social media, all of that. So it's a different ballgame because we actually have all of these resources um, to not be taken offline, to take away even some of the concerns that users have about What's going to happen in the future? Is this going to happen again? Are we going to be, is the plug going to be pulled? Is it going to be sold? Things like that. So like we have already um, solved those issues being uh, that we have our own space there. And then we also have our own internet service provider. So we are just building an ecosystem that makes it so that we, you know, have control over our own company and companies um, with the vision that we have. And I think if I recall, I think that's what was being attempted uh, during um, the 2.0 era. There was a moment where the server was offloaded to um, a different server, and uh, we were told that we we're going to have all our information carry over. And then, to our shock, that was supposed to take just a weekend, and it took months. We actually lost all our data. Um, and eventually, I think it was uh, Deep Sky or something like that. It became like the NFT branch. Uh, it's it's not it's not something like that, is it? No, no, we're not. What well, what we're trying to do here is really take it back to technology. Um, there was great teams that, you know, put Parler online and all of that. But what we have is a group of people that know exactly what they're doing technology wise in the sense of even being able to go through. There's a lot of old data with Parler, a lot of things like that, that um, our team has been able to deep dive in, really um, get under the hood and salvage a lot of it. And that's kind of what's taking us a little bit longer is making sure that we could um, basically get all of that stuff together, bring it back, get people's data back, get the accounts back, even, you know, get following counts back. You know, we can't 
um, guarantee that all those people will be active, but we're going to try um, to re-engage everyone, have that there. Um, so I know that um, previous ownership has tried to do that. This space is not easy, you know, like in terms of cloud companies and things like that, like I really, you know, give a hand to everyone that came in and tried to salvage it. But, you know, what you really need to do is be working with companies that um, know everything about this space and can take you into the future and not just catch you up. I guess I'll ask this question because we're talking about user data, uh, but which user data are we talking about? Uh, because when uh, part of 2.0 was promising uh, the data from part of 1.0, that was held by Amazon, which I assume they never got. Right. And then when Starboard bought uh, Parler, they just shut everything off. And I'm assuming all they wanted to do was just to be data brokers and sell the user information because there was no recourse for us to tell them, hey, give, give me my info back. I was still getting uh, newsletters from Parler. Um, if, what data is, or you, I guess you mentioned some of it. Um, so we're talking about posts, we're talking about uh, certain follow accounts and, and things like that. But what is it from Parler 1.0 or Parler 2.0? We're trying to do both. Um, the reason I, I can't make promises on all of it because I'm not under the hood, but basically going trying to go back from like inception um, and get everything that we can. Um, obviously, that space is um, is tricky because like there is like there's a whole there's a whole map um, from when it was launched till now. Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely a deep diver question for more like the engineer side of how that would be possible. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if there's things that Amazon has us locked out of. Um, we're not going to be able to salvage that, but we're doing everything that we can for everything that we currently have access to and have ownership of. So we're talking about the uh, old days um, with whoever is going to be heading uh, Parler. Um, is is John, I think it's Maitzi, is will he be returning? We don't have any plans to bring him back. Um, we're bringing in a fresh CEO um, as well as everything on the engineering um, tech development side. We have that covered um, with the company that purchased Parler because they already have their own ecosystems. They are they already have launched a couple of different apps. Um, so these um, these technologies that they're working with, they've created and they're just going to use them to accentuate Parler. So we don't necessarily need to build out that side. Um, we mm -hmm. have that set up. Okay. All right. And this kind of answers a, a bit of a question with uh, doing better with technology and everything you've been um, saying is, is speaking to that, because this does sound like it's a different structure than what 2.0 tried to do. Um, right. And to be fair, uh, it's I, I, I try to talk uh, some sense into uh, some of the community that were very vocal in their displeasure with what's happening with 2.0. It's like you have to understand they lost everything right. <laughs> overnight and it was unfair. And honestly, I believe it was targeted. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you think about it like a house fire, like everything burned down, there was nothing left, there was nothing salvaged. The the thing to learn from it, and, and this is advice for anybody that is starting up a new app, is that, you know, if some of these bigger companies, you know, offer anything for you to um, make your app only compatible with their cloud servers, whatever they're offering, make sure that you have um, a system that is built to be able to switch onto all different types of servers and also be planning some autonomy for yourself. If if ever um, there's a time when your company is at odds with whatever service provider you're using. Yes, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because as we we're talking before we started rolling, um, 
Parler was unduly targeted and they were blamed for what transpired on January 6th when um, I was on Parler at the time. I think I joined uh, mid-summer uh, 2020 because I was just tired of the censorship across other platforms and Parler was all over the news as a Twitter competitor. They weren't calling it alt tech yet. That's, that was a term that came out later to try to you know put a label on something just because it sound ugh, awful, stay away. And I did land on Parler. It, the engagements I was getting there compared to Twitter were just quite literally off the charts. And it and it wasn't so much about like, oh, I'm gonna go express my political opinion. No, it was it was just people literally engaging with even the most random of things. It didn't have to be anything political per se. And I, I did enjoy the experience. I grew a follower base. Uh, my show was experiencing a growth that I haven't had uh, for a while because of censorship. And um, I, I really enjoyed it and missed that. But when January 6th happened and it, it's like these big tech oligarchies saw this as an opportunity to, you know, put the blame on Parler. So when the January 6th committee uh, basically released a report and Parler wasn't technically the one on it, it was, well, it was Facebook, it was Twitter, to some extent, some of the incitements were coming from YouTube. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, so where is Parler in all this? Because Parler was the only one that was punished. Um, and it was shortly after that, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Parler 2.0 had a chance to come back. But I think that's very unfair, and that lies still being perpetuated today. Uh, but in in knowing that, I guess that's the um, the history to learn from in what you talked about, uh, self-autonomy here. So that will not repeat itself. If, but I thought that's also what, uh, well, I guess Parler 2.0 was purposely shut down by who bought him. So um I guess it wouldn't be the the same thing, but but for those that have that concern, Elise, what is Parler doing to to win back that trust with the Parler community that quite literally felt abandoned one day to the next when Starboard model? So I can't really speak on Starboard and like their intention for the platform. I know that they also like when they purchased it had you know great ideas, but the thing is, is that again, this space is tricky. I mean, in running an app company is expensive, um, run, like a successful one, um, having all the engineers on board that know what they're doing. This is, it's, it's a really tricky ball game. So it's not a space that is for everybody. Um, I mean, my huge apologies to the parlor community for like the roller coaster that they've been on since joining. I know. So like when I was there at the beginning, there was a crew, I think they're still around of people that posted every single day. They were great. Some of them even helped us internally. Um, just doing a lot of things. And I hope that they all come back because that is a, the inception of Parler was to be a marketplace of ideas, open dialogue, friends, like, you know, memes. We had a meme maker um, at one point on the platform just to have some fun. And I think that what I would say is like our commitment is back to that. We have no plans on shutting it down. We only have plans on expansion. So bear with us and give us your feedback. Um, we're going to be very transparent about everything that we have going forward um, and take feedback really consistently because we want everyone to be a part of this growth. There was a, there was an expression that I, I used to see circled around on Parler. Parler is people. And mm -hmm. going back to those principles is, is what I like. And it's along those lines that there's some questions here uh, with respects to what will Parler be doing to focus more on real users in the community, uh, not just news organizations and politicians? What we're going to be doing in terms of that is technology. So also like, you know, there's different creators and then there's also people that just want to use the platform, then they might not be a big creator. 
But we are going to have a, a space in terms of the technology that we offer that is very pro-creator and not just pro like new, news organization or pro like one big figure. We want it to be a space where everyone can um, engage, but then also possibly monetize, make money. Um, it's going to be a marketplace. Like I, I, one of the things that will be cool is to be able to show all the technology that we have because it will blow your mind because this isn't going to just be like, oh, we're back online to survive. This is going to be like a thrive time. So users are going to be having an advanced experience, um, being able to reconnect with everything there. And um, there's so many more things to come to. But what we are going to do is be very user based, um, taking feedback, making sure that that is our main focus, because like you said, Parler is people and the everyday user, even the user that is just a spectator is important to us. For those of you that are that are watching this as it, as it launches, if you've been following Parler uh, across the socials, particularly Instagram and Twitter, um, they posted a picture that I'm intending to overlay here, uh, and it showed this uh, these features that uh, it's it's like burst. They call it burst, right? And and it's, I think it's like a, a video clip or something like that. So it's either like a short or um, whatever. But it, the point is, some kind of video functionality coming to it. Um, for the product community, we've had it before. Where we were promised features, and to be eventually delivered. Uh, mm-hmm. So, in this case, is Parler looking to launch the features they're already showing off on on the pictures? Yeah. So we're going to be launching soon. So we're there might be um, a little bit more of a bare bones, like this is your everything that you need, and then as we go week by week, because when you think about launching technology, we have to make sure that everything works seamlessly. So one of the things we will be doing is um, invite only um, the first month to make sure that like we test out all of our systems, make sure they're a go. So we will probably be starting off a little bit less and then adding things in as things level out, as we add more users, just to make sure that we don't have that issue where something goes offline or we crash a server or do something like that. So we're going to be in the sense kind of like micro testing all of that stuff to make sure that the user experience is good, loading is fast and everything works well. And if there's an, a, a feature we put out that doesn't work well, we'll take it back and then put it back out um, based off of user experience. Yeah, I think it's a good approach too. It, it actually might even feel like, hey, I'm trying to get into the club. Um, so uh, when you mentioned that uh, it'll be by invite only, does that mean it's the existing user base for those that you still have the contacts for that they'll be reached out to? Yes. So we'll reach out via email. Um, we might even pick like a micro community. I would love to be more in touch with some of our original users. Um, I'll also give you a link as well when I have um, everything and you can invite everyone in your network. Um, we really want to make sure that everyone that is excited about Parler, that's been loyal to the brand, gets a chance to come on, invite their friends and rebuild communities. Mm, yeah, and well, th- thank you for uh, that in advance. Um, you're, I'm trying to be professional here, not to get too excited, because I'm like, yes, to get an inside look, uh, no, believe me. It's exciting because this, this space needs more. And I know a lot of people have been a little more pessimistic. I've seen some stuff on, you know, X and other places, it's like, why do we need this? Because Elon let all these people back on us. We always need competitive technology. And when I say that now, I really mean it in the sense that we're not just, you know, mirroring another platform. We really want to, like, make a wave in this space that you can decentralize things, have a, you know, a really good time, a really good experience, and then add in new features that, you know, really encourage these other platforms to do more so that they have competition. 
Yeah, and I did get a um, a very a lengthy question to that respect. Um, you kind of answered it. But I guess we can unpack this a little more because some of the concerns from some of the older users are, well, they feel that Elon has um, been able to to do, I guess, because they're they're going off of Starboard. Said when Starboard just literally turned off the servers to Parler and just locked us all of our accounts. It said that in this space, there's just no room for a conservative alternative to Twitter. And when I read that, I, I felt like someone slapped me in the face. Like, well, someone bought Parler that didn't understand what Parler was and mm -hmm. assumed something of it. But never mind that they just took the um, the data book of all the contacts and were just spamming us with like patriot uh ads and all that's like i thought there was no marketplace uh for this even mm -hmm. though that's not what partner was but um with with that in the face of how many people have gone to x and, and i'm going to use another company here as an example um so there was gap and as soon as um there was i guess some would say more freedom in uh, in x now that's no longer twitter uh, there were a lot of people that stopped engaging on gab and just jumped on over to x and some have come back, but there are others that felt like, well, why go anywhere else when it looks like all the engagement is happening on X? So do you, do you feel um, confident have the, have the, when you, you guys decided to purchase this? Because uh, I know you said there's space for it, uh, but is it because you quite literally saw a need to fill a need and said, all right, we're going to put our money down to try to buy this because uh, Parler can still thrive in this environment? Well, yeah, we know that it can thrive. It's a very much of a household name. And had it not been taken offline, I think it would still have continued to grow. That's the, the other thing. I, you know, people will still use X and things like that. But I think also putting all of your ducks in a platform, like I know everyone's very happy with Elon. And what he did was huge um, for the entire market in that sense. However, like one, just one company could let you down at some point. So having... Um, options and having um, other places to go that have better technology. And like what we're trying to push forward is to say, hey, you know, X is cool. Like you opened it up, you gave some people their accounts back, but that was what our founding was on. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to amend any of that. But what we're going to do is we're going to relaunch with better technology and things and other options and other things for creators to really enjoy themselves. I'm sure people will still use X. I know that that's there, but I think our, our target of users and loyal base will come back just because of the, you know, the foundation of the company. Um, we're looking to go global. There's such a market for this everywhere and it's needed. So I'm not worried about that. Okay. And there is a two-prong approach there. Um, I like that it's going global, but then again, there's that stigma, as I mentioned earlier, that Parler has that reputation, um, it, how unfair it may be. But the point is that anybody just Googling anything about Parler, there's the, the legacy media articles, all of them just still to this day, even when you purchased the, it back in December, or at least it, it was made public, it was saying, oh, Parler, the, the, the alt-right wing, the alt-tech right-wing platform that January 6th writers and like, you guys are still saying that? It's like, it, it's ridiculous. But um, I outside of the United States, there is no other way to push back against um, those lies. So it's, is Parler prepared for that, for a, a media blitz to try to win others out of the country into this? Because when um, a lot of people just have quite literally one American source and it's uh, CNN, mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes the world offices are a little more fair than the ones in the United States, but uh, is is Parler prepared to quite literally tell everybody, yo, man, that wasn't us? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have a number of case studies too. And like um, we talked a little bit in pre-show about like even the January 6th committee, I, there's nothing about Parler causing any of these things. Um, there's actually more data points to show that, you know, there were groups on Facebook and other places that people did organize. Um, we're not going to get into the details of taking a position on January 6th. However, Parler as a company and the previous Parler didn't have anything to do with it. I think one of the things that they hit hard on was a couple of posts that everyone was kind of going back and forth on. Is this free speech? Um, is this violence and things like that? Um, had I had the option, there's probably a couple of posts that I would have taken down because there was a couple things that were like making threats to Mike Pence's life. We're not going to allow that on Parlor, the new platform. Anything that has to do with violence in terms of like actually like assaulting another person, you know, wanting to, you know, take another person's life or something like that. That's not something that we can allow. That's something that will, you know, shut us down as a company. And I know that that's controversial in some spaces because there's, you know, different points of view that, you know, really just want free speech absolutism in the sense of like, say whatever you want. However, in the grand scheme of safety of users and, you know, not organizing people to, you know, go after or attack someone, you do have to be careful. So we do have systems in place to make sure that we won't have posts like that. Yeah. And to that, I'm actually glad we're entering this conversation here because this is uh, where Free speech advocates like myself, um, I wholeheartedly believe in the, the freedom of speech. Um, I even believe in the speech that I hate. Like, hey, I don't like it, but you have a right to say it. What you do not have a right to do is to call uh, call for violence. It's right, exactly. nowhere in the Constitution that it means it's protected. So there's there's some people that uh, fail to dis- make that distinction between the two. Um, but one of the concerns becomes, well, for some people, they would equate uh, speech with violence. Um, sometimes they even say silence is violence. So they don't really tell us that we should speak or just stay quiet because they still say it's violence. So like, okay, so how we whisper? How does that work? But when it comes to the enforcement thereof, because that's something I know that Parler is going to have to be doing before there was um, the Parler jury. Mm-hmm. And when um, the Parler AI was launched in uh, for 2.0, and that was one of the ways to uh, be able to get back in the graces of Apple and Google to be able to put the app on the App Store, that thing started censoring everything. Even I started getting a bunch of like blocked out posts from that I was putting out there because they were marked as sensitive. Like, sensitive? What's coffee got to do with sensitive? Mm-hmm. There, there, there was no nothing about it because the, the AI wasn't wasn't ready. Um, what is Parler pl- uh, prepared or planning to do? Is there going to be like a hybrid of things? Is it going to be like an open algorithm? Um, are they going to be? Are they going to bring the Parler jury back, um, or is there going to be some kind of AI uh, that's going to be policing the um, the posts? We do have an AI system, but it, we are addressing all of the things you that you mentioned. Like it's not going to be just censoring, you know, everything or anything like anything it sees fit. It's a more advanced system where it's something that's going to be looking out for, you know, violent content, Um, you know, anything that has to do with exploitation of a child, like things like that. We're looking for things that are unsafe in general. We're not looking out to like censor anybody's, you know, words, opinions. We're not the arbiter of truth. That's the thing as a company. I have my own political opinions. Everyone has everything. 
I really, I'm also free speech. I think, you know, people should be able to say as they please and you could just keep scrolling if you don't like it, mute it. There's also features in, you know, old parlor had this too, where you could just go into a keyword and say, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. And you make your own space and it's, it's safe. But I think there's a number of people that want to be in control of what others have to say. And that's like a whole nother conversation. But what we want to do as a company is give it back to the people, let them have their own discourse, pick their own communities. Um, but what we'll do is have the systems that work to keep things safe. Okay. And because there are these guidelines that companies need to follow in order to put their apps on these app stores, that's kind of how one of the way these, uh, um, these oligarchs at, uh, at Alphabet and Apple are able to kind of bend other companies to their will if they intend to put their apps there because people want an app. That's it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Right. Um, and I'm because you've been mentioning apps, I'm assuming that there'll probably be a launching either on the same time with the website or shortly thereafter, however it might be. But um, if the apps will be present on the app stores, the concern is there's already some censorship guards in place just to comply with what Apple wants, with what Google wants. Um, Parler used to have it where you can, if you have an Android device, you can sideload the app. Does that still be an option to bypass those sensors? That is something I don't have an answer for you for on that. That's not something we have really planned out. We will have to um, work within the guidelines of the app store because we want our product to be available. Um, obviously, you know, we all have our own opinions on that. And I would be a big advocate for, you know, Apple and Google to be allowing more marketplace competition. And I have done that and I would have this conversation with them, but we will follow their exact guidelines because that is something that we have to do as a company. Um, the idea of sideloading, having like a sideloaded app is great. Um, I don't know if that's in the plans right now, but I can get back to you on that. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that's um, that helped alleviate some people's concerns uh, during part 2.0 when they made the, the app available as a, as a sideload option. Uh, and with Apple reportedly looking to allow a sideload, um, that might even be an option for iPhone users in the future too. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think though. just like looking like deeper into the future too. I know there's many people that are um, talking about launching phones. I know Elon has discussed it. I mean, something I see in the next decade is that there's going to be multiple different app stores, not just Apple um, and not just the Google Play Store. There's going to be lots of options for where you can download it and get apps. Um, but right now we'll, we'll play in the game that currently exists, but plan for the future. Yeah, and I hope people have learned their lesson because it was the people that said there's no app for that that's why i can't use a blackberry that's why i'm not gonna use a symbian or a nokia might be the same thing or windows phones like well yeah but the options were there they were called the mobile os wars yeah. and eventually it just settled on apple and google and now everybody's complaining that hey they control everything it's like well there was a time when they didn't but this is what you wanted and hopefully i would like the idea of being able to you know to have other competition out there and there are small ones um they're not here though they're, they're uh, more in europe but um not enough to make a splash and it's hopefully more people will wake up because of all this rampant censorship uh to that so uh, it's well we already touched on the ai stuff and the censorship um i i do believe that i agree with you that there is a space for parlor it has this um it's to me it's nostalgia it it just is and every time there was there was a hiccup or whatever i, I powered through it 
and I I posted I think around November. Um, I just posted I miss Parlor. Yeah, that was it. And some people were just expressing themselves with me. It's like, hey, yeah, me too. Um, there was even this uh, this cartoon by this. Uh, I'm gonna kick myself for not remembering his name. Tetsuya, I think is his name. And he he had put the, this thing where it was it was the giant apple and it was destroying other tech companies and but in the form of little birds. And it's like, oh look, it it was when the time that Apple was supposedly threatening to take X or Twitter off the um off the platform and there's a little person passing by like oh no look at this little tweety bird and he held it up like wait this isn't twitter it was partner and i'm like yeah i know that's that's how i felt you know it's like they, they took it out and just the idea that it's coming back um and learning from history is what gives me hope uh, and whoever is managing the account over uh for the social media is doing a bang up job so doing much better than what Starboard didn't do with it uh, to, to communicate, to drop in these teases and um, to actually engage with those that are posting back. So um, that's that's a good way, at least for me, to tell the community like, hey, look, we know we get it and we would appreciate it if you guys come back. So uh, I do hope for the best. And for those that do want to stay like in the know about like the progress and the, when it might launch, because there were rumors that this thing would launch in February. Yeah, so what we're trying to do in terms of social media, like the focus in terms of everything we're posting is, you know, just giving a vision of what we're doing behind the scenes. And then as we have the exact date, we're going to do a countdown. Um, it's coming soon. Um, it is coming in February. I know that for sure. I'm not going to give the exact date. Don't put my foot in my mouth or get ahead of myself. Of course. Uh, hopefully sooner than we think because everything is going very smoothly with the transition over to our technology. Um, so I'm getting like really great updates from the, the tech side every day. Um, mm. The desktop version is very close, um, but we're going to launch everything together um, all at the same time so everyone can experience it together. Um, so once we have a countdown, I will let you in on it. We'll post it online and we will make sure that everybody knows. And then that countdown will be to the invite only. Um, and mm. anybody who's followed along with us will get a link to that um, as well. All right, that makes sense. So desktop, we're talking about the uh, the web-based version yep. of this, or we're talking about an actual desktop software? Um, the website version of Parler. Okay, all yep. right. So we're talking about that, and that that means you're going to contingent on the approval from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store uh, to uh, list uh, the app um, available for download. So I guess this, this might be more of a question for the technical side, but uh, I'll still kind of chime in based on previous experience i still have the apps installed on my phone so i'm assuming that app will just not connect to any of the new servers so that means i would have to uninstall that app in order to download a new one um because that way it won't you know there, there won't be any errors in it so i would recommend anybody if you still have the apps to just do a fresh install of the app when it's available that means remove the existing one restart your phone or you have to whether it's ios or android because it just won't most likely will not work with the, the new setup you guys have there but it's, it's exciting that you guys are trying to launch them all at the same time and yes invite only and i totally get it um so uh the parlor handle i'll be leaving for anybody uh listening or watching to the podcast wherever you're watching or listening um i'll be leaving links to everything that we mentioned here with, with respects to um, platforms and websites and and social medias on the show notes accompany this episode at www.djsgova.com um but i think um i'm gonna have to 
uh, toss this over to you for this one. Is it uh, Parlor underscore Media? That's the name of the the handle on social media. On um, Instagram and Twitter is Parlor underscore Media, and then Parlor just Parlor dot com is back. Um, we we got that domain re registered to us. Um, I'm looking to just um, take ownership of just at Parlor for all of our other socials. But we're not really that worried about other socials once we launch because we're going to be primarily focused on being on Parlor. Gotcha. Okay. And here's a question that uh, just came to me that was not on my list because you had mentioned the uh, the idea of being able to monetize on Parlor um, content creators, whoever it might be, uh, is is it because the content that we're looking at? Because one thing that we were able to do on Parlor 2.0, um, I saw some people upload full length videos and i'm talking about like almost an hour long um is is this what uh parlor is intending to do kind of like what x is doing now they're trying to be like the be all end all to all multimedia social media experience yes exactly so we will have that we're also going to have streaming which is really cool um because people can just hop on we could even be doing a podcast like that this live you know and having it pushed up there the other things um that we're going to be doing is you know there's going to be products that you have and you you could be wearing a t-shirt um during this podcast we'll have linked links to that where you can sell it um right away someone say hey i really like andre's t-shirt i want that click that buy that right all through the app so we're opening up a space where as a creator if you promote something um, you can make money off of it. And then you can also have the space where you can stream everything, have all your content um, all in one place. I like the sound of that. That's even what uh, Rumble CEO Chris Poplonsky recently said on the on the Patrick Bet David podcast, and a lot similar to that with what they're doing with the Rumble studio. So kudos. I like that. As a content creator, that actually is really important. So um, I like that. I think we touched upon a ton of, of different things. I have much more complicated questions here that's more for like the, the technical side so i'm not gonna um pepper them at you uh, but uh maybe i could uh, i could give them to you uh, when, once we wrap and maybe you could pass these on to them because uh, as a content creator these are the things that i care about um as someone that uh, i am across i would say about 16 different social media platforms but what helps me post across all of those things would be um, tools like automation tools similar to uh, if this then that or Zapier and things like that. Just something that helps workflow automate. But I do engage on these platforms too for anybody that's responding because I believe in making yourself uncancelable, kind of like what Parter's trying to do, um, what Rumble has been trying to do because there will always be a target on anyone that uh, penetrates the bureaucracy from big tech. They're going to want to take you out um, and they'll get their friends either in the government or competing platforms to be able to do it some way, somehow uh, looking at BlackRock and what they're threatening rumble as of right now, because of uh, Steven Crowder's expose that they did on Muck club uh, just last week uh, as of this recording. So these things uh, can happen. So I I'm, I'm rooting for parlor. It's nostalgia to me. And it, it looks like um, everyone there has the right mindset. Really hoping it's not another starboard situation. Um, but uh, um, you, you, you guys are giving me confidence in everything that I've been seeing since the purchase. So I, I'm really rooting for you all. And if you have any last words for the product community, um, I'll yield that over to you. No, and thank you for having me on. It's really cool to be able to connect and answer all these questions. Because, I mean, even myself from you know being there at the beginning, I had these same questions myself and same issues. And these are a lot of the things behind the scenes that we're working through. And I think that, you know, we just want to bring everyone back. We want to open this space. And I think, like you mentioned, um, in this space, you know, 
well, I want people to be rooting for Parler because there needs to be more competition in this space. I mean, even in, in the sense of antitrust, you talked about Alphabet Company, other ones. If they can just take out a small company over small things or just go after things, you know, we need to be opening up the space to really encourage companies to keep launching, keep fighting for this space so that it doesn't just become these three companies and then that's all you have and that's the only option because that gives them all the power. So we want to be a company that gives the power back to the creator, back to the user. So there's options. So there's, you know, open forum, use whatever platform that you want, but support the ones that are giving you options. Well, and I, and I do hope that people do come back, but if they do come back and they, they take a look around and say, you know what, I'm not, I just, um, don't, I can't go through this again. Uh, will they have the option to be able to terminate their account? Of course. Yeah. I mean, in terms of you, you can come in, you can view, if you have feel passionately about cleaning your account, you're, you're welcome to, but I promise when you see everything, you see our interface and you experience uh, the new parlor, you won't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, counting on it. Well, at least I think we covered a lot of ground on, on the upcoming on parlor. Everything else I think will be answered as soon as you guys are launched, which I'll, I'll be watching very, very closely. Uh, so where can, uh, is it okay if people follow you on the socials? Cause if they can, you can plug in your social media. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter. I'm, I have a new last name. I got married in the past few years, but oh, my nice. handle is, um, at the Elise Rhodes. Um, and then on Instagram, I am just L Parati. Um, I need to kind of like get those kind of more synergized so everyone can find me at one place. Um, but I am, I'm on both and then I will be on parlor. Excellent. Well, I'll be, I'll be looking for you on Parlor as well, because uh, like I said, I'm going to be there for sure. Well, and that's where we'll leave it. Thank you so very much for watching or listening wherever you're tuning into this episode of the program. Uh, remember, every social media link and website that's referenced in this episode will be available on the show notes of company's episode at www.tinoscovid.com. Elise, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Um, if something else comes up, or you're welcome to come back anytime to drop an update, or who knows, I might even want to uh, pick the brain of a tech guy over there yeah well thank you so much for having me and give me the opportunity to tell you everything that we have in store and i hope to see everyone over on parlor excellent that's where we'll leave it folks i'll see you in the next one